So hello listeners and welcome back to our series Simhasana Dwatramsika Part 2. Yeah. So so far we have heard the stories of the first three statues, the stories that they have been narrating about the characteristics of King Vikramaditya. And let us see today what story the fourth statue is going to narrate to King Bhoja as he tries to attain the throne once again. Okay. So that we move on into our episode for today and here we go. A test of gratitude. On another occasion, as King Bhoja was again about to mount the throne after having made all the arrangements for his coronation ceremony, the fourth statue spoke to him. Oh king, only one who has Vikramaditya's sense of gratitude for favors received may sit upon this throne. Mount it if you can repay a good turn like him. What was his gratitude like? The king asked. Listen, your majesty, there was an eminent man of learning in the city of Ujjaini. His virtuous wife was very unhappy as she had no son. Lord, you have the insight of wisdom and know everything. Tell me why I do not have a son. She asked her husband humbly, her hands clasped together. Listen, my dear. The Brahmin replied to his wife, I will tell you if there is faith in your heart. An intelligent person can earn wealth with due effort, but fame and progeny are two things which cannot be obtained on this earth except by propitiating the great god Shiva. The pious lady then told her husband, If what we desire can be attained by praying to the great god, Let us then worship that Lord with all ceremony so that with his grace a good son may be born to me. The Brahmin commends the worship of Shiva in keeping with his wife's counsel. Wise people do not neglect advice just because it is given by a woman. Besides, he had heard the ancient saying, One should not take poison from someone merely because he is learned, nor bad advice because he is full of fears. But nectar should be accepted even from a yokel and good words even from a child. After the Brahmin and his wife had begun praying to Shiva together with his consort Parvati and son Skanda, the great god appeared to him in a dream and told him that he would obtain a male offering when he had observed a ritual fast on a Saturday which was also the 13th day of the lunar month. Thus commanded by the god the brahman undertook the fast in the prescribed manner and happily became in consequence the father of a son The brahman performed his son's birth ceremony and named him Devadatta on the 12th day He followed up with all the other important rites from the first feeding with rice to the investiture with a sacred thread after which he instructed his son in the scriptures the law books and all the arts In the boy's 16th year the brahman held his tonsure ceremony and then got him married and settled in a lively home himself wishing to set out on pilgrimage he finally offered the lad his parting counsel pay heed my son 
I am giving you this advice for your welfare in this and the next world. Never forsake your duties even if you are in extreme difficulties. Never argue with strangers. Have compassion for all creatures. Be devoted to the great God. Do not covet other men's wives. Do not quarrel with the powerful. Follow the wise. Suit your words to the occasion and your expenses to your means. Good people should be cultivated and the wicked avoided. Do not tell secrets to women. Having exhorted his son repeatedly in this manner about proper conduct, the Brahmin went away with his wife to Varanasi, and Devadatta remained in the city following his father's advice. Once Devadatta was cutting wood in the hillside forest for a fire sacrifice, King Vikramaditya, wishing to hunt, went with his men to the forest at the same time. There he came upon a mighty boar and chased it all alone on horseback, his bow uplifted to shoot. Pursuing it from glade to glade, he brought down the great beast but in the process was separated from his retinue and lost his way. Seeing Devadatta with his load of firewood, the king asked the Brahmin how to get to the city. The latter not only pointed out the way but also offered fruit and water to the king and accompanied him to the capital himself marching ahead. A long time passed once the king mentioned in court the good turn the Brahmin had done him. How can I repay my debt to Devadatta? The king said, He brought me to the city from the depth of a great forest. Someone remarked on this occasion, How good is this man? He does not forget any favor done to him. As it is said, Remembering the little bit of water it was nourished with in its youth, the coconut tree bears a load of fruit upon its head and gives a nectar-like juice to men as long as it lives. The good never forget the favors they receive. The Brahmin heard about the king's statement. Hmm, the king speaks thus. But is it true or false? The reality has to be seen. He then somehow hid the king's son in his own house without anyone knowing it and sent a servant with one of the prince's ornaments for sale in the city. Meanwhile, a tremendous commotion had broken out in the royal palace that the prince had been murdered by some thief and the king himself had dispatched his officers to search everywhere for his son. When they looked in the marketplace, they found Devadatta's servant there with an ornament in his hand. Recognizing it to be the princess, they tied him up and took him to the king. You villain! They questioned him. How has this ornament come into your possession? Master, it was given to me by Devadatta, the Brahman Brahman. I am his servant. He sent me to the market to sell the ornament and bring back the money. The king swiftly summoned Devadatta and inquired about all that had happened. The Brahman hung his head as if in fear. While the people mostly took him to be the culprit, he just stood in the court and said nothing for a while. Then he spoke haltingly. I abducted and killed your son for the sake of money. Sentence me as such. When they heard this, the courtiers who were present cried out, Cut this villain into nine pieces. 
grind him in an oil mill, bind him with ropes of grass and burn him on the highway, whatever the method he deserves to be put to death by torture. The king did not approve what the courtier said. He remembered the good turn done to him in the past and himself addressed Devdatta. Sir, you took care to show me the way when I was alone in the forest and saved my life. But for that, where would my kingdom be, and where indeed my progeny? This pardon will be some recompense, but I will still remain indebted to you. Have no fear that it will be otherwise. With these words, that forgiving monarch, Prince Devdatta dismissed him with decorations and robes of honor. The Brahmin brought back the prince and restored him to his father. The king was astonished. Oh, Devdatta, why did you do all this? Listen, your majesty. You often asked in the assembly, how can I ever repay my debt of gratitude to Devdatta? So I did this to test your heart. The result is revealed in yourself. One who forgets an act of kindness is the basest of man. The king commented, but Devadatta said, Your majesty is kind to the whole world, even without any ulterior motive. That is why you are the best of all the people. As it is said, those who live to do good to others, even without reason, they indeed are the best, the blessed adepts of virtue at all time. The courtiers too cried out in amazement, the earth upholds these two, or it may be said, these two uphold the earth. One whose heart is engrossed in doing kindness, and one who never forgets a kindness done. Thus, O King, concluded the statue, if you are possessed of such a sense of gratitude, then sit with ease upon this throne. And so, listeners, with that, we end our episode for today. Well, I guess the moral of the story is pretty very clear. It's simple. If someone is doing something good for you, has done a good deed for you, please always keep that in mind. Do not forget any good deed someone has done for you and try to in some way repay it back to him, him or her in whatever small way you can just and appreciation is also sufficient, but have that gratitude in yourself for for someone who has done some some good favor, some good act of you know a good act towards you. Yeah. Um, at the same time, if you are doing some something good for someone, do not keep that in your mind. Yeah. Don't keep thinking, oh, I did this for that person, so you expect that person to do something back in return. That's wrong. Don't hold on to anything you have done for others. At the same time, if someone has done something good for you, keep that in mind and be grateful about it. Yeah. So keep this in mind always. It's very important. Do not go about saying that I did this for so-and-so person. I did this for this person and blah, blah, blah. And then when you meet them, you also recounter that statement. It, it becomes a very uneasy situation to be in. Yeah. And yes, if someone has done some good deed for you, please keep that in mind and be grateful for having such people in your life and try to do your bit of a favor back to the person. Okay. 
So with that, we wrap up the episode for the day. I will see you pretty soon. I know I did promise I would come out with a episode in the week in between, which didn't happen. Uh, okay, so this time I won't promise, but I'll still keep my fingers crossed and I hope I am able to come up with an episode in the week again. So with that, uh, I'll see you soon next week. Until then, stay safe, take care, and wishing you a great, great week ahead. See you soon, listeners. Bye-bye.